And you know what that means. All right, man. So, yo, it's K. It's your boy K. Breezy, Too Cold. It's I got my boys, Flawless. I got my boy, Franchise. We are gonna talk about this NXT. Uh, whoo, man. This 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 hell of a show that it was. Uh, Flawless, man. I want to bring something to your attention, man. We were talking a little bit earlier, man, about why uh, this NXT putting their main championship on their TV show felt kind of WCW-ish. So I wanted to ask you, man, and I want to get your thoughts on the match because it was a good match, uh, fast-paced, and, you know, it was it was everything we expected out of a Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. I don't think they gave us too much. I think they, I think they just gave us just enough to, to tease us uh, when they decide to actually do this full on. Uh, clearly, this was a story match just to pass something forward. But how do you feel about the match? And what are your thoughts on them putting this on TV and not saving it? Uh, so I thought the match was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, real good match, you know. Uh, oh, man, I'll tell you this, man. They must be paying some fans in the crowd to get have a barrier. Get drop kicked on him. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so that's a little crazy. Uh, but I like the match. You know, it was nice. Johnny Gargano coming out, setting up him and Balor. That's gonna be in the future because of what Balor did to Gargano. So here's oh. my gripe with this. I would like it better if it was a non-title match. Uh. Because if it's because when they announced, yeah, we're gonna have a number one contender and the winner's gonna face Adam Cole next week, I can understand if it was like a Pete Dunn, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane, but not your three biggest, you know, not stars that are not champions. You know, like you get, you know, you can't really build a story to build this match. Now, I'll tell you this if they were building this for like a couple weeks and then they're like, yeah, Bella's gonna challenge for Cole. Say, uh, say, uh, say, Balor, New Year's, one of the, New Year's yeah, Day or something. Yeah, yeah, like New Year's Day. No, not New Year's Day. Say, like, say if they would have started like in the first week of December, and they okay. would have been like, all right, you know, or like, you know, right after Survivor Series, they would have been like. So all let right, me ask ahead. you. So, so let me ask you this right quick: Would it would have been better if this was Champa instead of Balor? Uh if Champa would have won, then it would oh, no, 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 no. No, what I'm asking is story-wise, because they already been pushing the story of Balor, you know, uh, I'm not sorry, not Balor. They already been starting pushing the story of Champa coming back and going after Cole for the championship. So what I'm asking is, would it have been better instead of it being Cole versus Balor that this was Cole versus Champa for the championship? Uh, just be just just on the story, just on the what you're saying as far as storytelling, because they have kind of been telling the yeah, story yeah. of these two fighting each other. Uh, yes and no, because I think Champa and Cole need to fight at the NXT Takeover. True that uh, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> but uh, my only thing is like story building. You know, like if you're announced next week, hey, he's like, I don't mind. You know, if it's like Adam Cole versus say like a. Pete Dunn, a Killian Dane, uh Cameron Grimes, uh uh Kushida for, you know, the NXT title. Okay, you know, it's not bad. But when it's one of your top stars and there's no story built, then I have a little problem with that. That's my only gripe with it. Because with so, the, <laughs> you know I 
I, I guess for me, I'm look okay when you when you say it that way, I'm looking at it as okay. So let's look at it that okay, considering this is the last, well, kind of pretty much the last wrestling based NXT show that you're going to get with the top stars. So we want to put on a championship match. Who are our choices? Our choices are Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, or Keith Lee. Now you say Balor. Now I, I get your point about Balor because they haven't really told a story between Balor and Cole. I mentioned Champa because Champa's been back for about a month or so, a little longer, and they've been pushing that, you know, that possibility of a Cole versus Champa. So with everything that you said, you know, it should have been somebody else. Should they have gone with Keith Lee because they kind of hinted on that when uh, after Survivor Series, what he did, and then him coming out and him having that little promo. So would you have put Keith Lee in that predicament and then possibly – just to kind of sell uh, him not really winning, you have Undisputed come out and cost him the match that way? Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, okay, so so it should have been Keith Lee, and then they could have went with that angle. Yeah, I think Keith Lee would have made sense because Balor's hot right now. And, I, you know, with Keith Lee and Adam Cole, they kind of have history with the Undisputed Era. Right. Balor doesn't, I guess you could say. I mean, even mm. though Balor kicked uh, Cole, but, like, Keith Lee and the Undisputed Era have been going on for, like, the past month and a half, two months, I mean. And, right. you know, with war games and all that stuff that happened. Uh, but I'm just, like, I, I, I it would have been better for me if this match, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the match between Cole and Balor. I think it would have been better as a non-title match, mm. you know, instead of the title match. But I understand why, why they did it, you know, boost ratings. Right, right. Most definitely, and that's what it did, uh, as they seem to have won out on the ratings. Franchise, I'm going to come to you, man. Um, okay, so <clears throat> Flawless says championships oh, shouldn't Here, be. I'll say this. I'll say this, and I'll take it from a movie. Why give away something when you could sell it? I that, that Valid point. Valid point. So, Franchise, answer me this, man. Is it such a bad thing to put your main title on TV to have it being defended? Or is it is it not or or can it be a good thing to do it every now and then? Well, before I answer, can you guys Oh, come on now. You there? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so there's in my mind, there's two schools of thoughts this. Yes and no. Before NXT started featuring their titles, you know, more frequently on uh, television, one of the biggest, and I say this a lot, one of the biggest complaints we had was, well, you know, NXT, uh, AEW, you know, they, they featured their champions. You know, AEW, they had championship matches. So now that we see the same thing with NXT, it's like, okay, well, what's to complain about? Um, I, I will say this. I will say they do it too much. Um, having it on free TV isn't the problem for me. I think it's the frequency of which titles they're showing. It's like every single week, you know, either the Cruiserweight title or the NXT championship is going to be defended, give or take. Um, right. I would like to see them switch it up more. I would like to see the tag titles more. I would like to see the uh, the NXT North American defense. I just like to see them switch it up. I don't want to see the same two defending it. Because then, to me, that makes it feel like it's less of a a major championship and more uh, less of a mid-card title. And that, I don't want 
I feel like, you know, I, it's kind of like what you said. I feel like they do championship matches. It should be the lower card titles, which gets defended more like a television title almost. And then you save the bigger championships, the bigger champions like an Adam Cole for a pay-per-view or if you want to randomly throw out a TV match, then sure. So the championship matches per se, is that a problem on free TV? No. I just think it's the types of championships and the frequency those championships uh, are being played. Uh, hold on. I got a counter argument here. Is how you saying, like, AEW does theirs. Why can't NXT? But Jericho defended the AEW World Champion twice. And who was it against? Darby Allen and Scorpio Sky. Mid-card guy. Scorpio Sky is a tag team champion. Darby Allen's a mid-card guy. Like I said, if Cole would have defended it against like a Pete Dunn or a Killian Dane or like um, Dominic Dijakovic or somebody like that, you know, I would have been fine with that. But if it's like a Balor, a Keith Lee, a Champa, even we haven't seen him, a Velveteen Dream. If it's like that, man, you cannot do that. You don't see Jericho defending it against Omega on free TV. But you know what? I got I got a counter for your counter. I think the only reason they even had this versus Finn Balor to begin with was because they knew it was the end of the year and they knew they had to do something to beat NXT in the ratings. I think if this wasn't an end of the year show, you probably wouldn't have gotten Cole versus Balor necessarily right now. And I bet you they did that just for the ratings. They did this yeah. just for the ratings. Yeah, yeah, nothing absolutely. Else, nothing else more. And I don't think you can do that, though. And I and, and I and I and I and I will say because they did it for the ratings, I'm hoping they have a long term plan for Cole and Balor. I hope it I wasn't know. nothing. Like, okay, no, it's gonna be Cole. It's gonna be Balor feuding with Johnny Gargano, which is not, at this point, which which kind of brings me to like, okay, if it's gonna be Balor versus Gargano, then do we see Balor kind of fall to the back of the line in the NXT title picture? For right now, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Gargano's not in the title picture either. Right now, you're focusing on Champa versus Cole. So, and let's be honest, because Gargano was selling the injury or, or was really hurt, uh, Balor had to fight somebody. So he fought, you know, he he fought Matt Riddle, and then he ended up fighting with Champa, and then you know, kind of going back with Cole. So you know, he had something to do with the people within the title picture of the NXT. Uh, to kind of harp on something else that you said, um, I, it, championships being defended, uh, like, okay, so like next week they advertise that, you know, uh, not next week, but when uh, on no, uh, January 1st, uh, Ro- Roger Strong is going to defend his North American championship. So you're going to get that different championship. But I, for what you were saying earlier about, you know, them having something, um, I think, what it is is because they have so many championships and, and really you, when you think about it, they don't have so many of them, but they have so much talent where you got to build stories and, and, and start pushing guys to be contenders. So you, you got to put them in those situations where they have opportunities and some of those opportunities are going to have to come on TV. So I don't have a problem necessarily with them doing championships. Like last week, you know, you had the cruiserweight championship, then I think a couple of weeks before that, you had the the, the tag team championships, but uh, 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 Fisher got hurt. So then you know they couldn't, um, you know they they you know they had to swap out, but you know they they had them. 
So it's like, you know, you you get the different championships, but I think that's also based on the storyline. Uh, I agree with Flawless on, you know, you 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 don't necessarily want to oversell uh, putting your big mega stars on, you know, TV for a championship match. But Flawless, what I want to ask you is, man, do you have that feeling because of what happened with WCW and the way that they did things? And the, and the reason I ask you that is because the reason I don't have a problem with it is because I have faith in the way that things are being run with Triple H being the head of NXT with him, you know, guiding the direction of the show. So is, is your thought process based on what WCW did and just how them putting Goldberg versus Hogan on TV was such a big phenomenal thing, but man, what they really missed out by not putting it on pay-per-view. Yeah. So yes. And, uh, yes. And no, like I, we know WCW, you know, did everything. They didn't care about pay-per-views. All they cared about was being raw in the ratings every Monday night. So you put all the championship matches on nitro. And right. didn't really build to the pay-per-views. And, you know, it kind of hurt them in the long run. When NXT, with the Balor thing, which is, I think it hurt Balor because Gargano got seriously injured. So they had to do something with Balor. So they put him, you know, in the match with Cole. It would have been better if it would have been Keith Lee and the Undisputed Era would have came down. <laughs> I would have been fine with that because then you got the Dusty Classic coming up where it could have been where we believe it's going to be Keith Lee and Dakovich winning it, and then facing the Undisputed Era for the tag team titles, which I think will happen at the next takeover. If you would have had Keith Lee win last week, face Cole this week, and then get screwed over by the Undisputed Era, then, you know, you could have kept that story going where Keith Lee yeah. and Dakota are entering the tournament to win it to face the Undisputed Era for the tag team titles. But because Balor, you know, you didn't really have nothing because I think the long-term <laughs> plan is Champa and Cole, you know, so Balor was like, eh. okay, all right. I, again, gentlemen, uh, you know, great points, you know, great counters. Um, you know, I think we all, we definitely, most definitely have a different uh, point of view on some of the <laughs> that they do, but we all virtually really agree that, you know, we don't really mind it from time to time. We understand that it has to happen. I mean, you, you can't just have your champion, you know, not defend it ever. I, I don't, I, for me, I don't think you should never, ever not defend your main championship on TV. Every now and then you should have it. And every now and then it's good to have a surprise, you know, title change where, uh, <clears throat> who was it? Uh, I, when, when you think back to title changes and surprise changes, and, and, and I'll, I'll use money in the bank as an example uh, because it's, it's the perfect example really for me to use right now. When you have a guy like um, CM Punk come out and cash in on an edge, and or when you have a guy like The Miz cash in on an Orton, and you have that type of uh, of a magnitude of a change happen, where it the the impact of it uh, is, is so profound. I, I use uh, CM Punk because when he did it, you know everybody was so pumped to see him cash in the first time, the first time when he did it, not the second time. Uh, I use the Miz because you saw the reverse end of that reaction. We all remember the Miz girl. We all remember the uh, girl that had her mouth out and eyes, but with, with and just with the angry face, like she was just burning a hole through the Miz. So 
there are great benefits to it. Uh, but I agree, you know, you you have to build this. You kind of have to put it together the right way, even without such a a, a profound story. I got two more. Hey, for you. Uh, Dolphin. Hey, hey, can I say something to you guys real quick? What's up? You are special to God. <laughs> you just have a Jesus moment. <laughs> nah, nah, brother, I'm the black Ernest Ainsley. You ain't know. <laughs> I guess we do that. <laughs> oh man, you gonna walk around slapping people across the head now? Tell them they heal. Man, he's Jim Jones. Like, you want this Kool Aid, sir? All right. So, how you said about you know like the CM Punk and the Miz? I got two more for you. Dolph Ziggler when he cashed it in on Alberto Del Rio. Oh, when his man. music popped. Everybody went nuts. And right. The second one was Mick Foley when he beat The Rock on Monday Night Raw when WCW gave away the, <clears throat> the, uh, the results the, the, and everybody yeah. switched over. Right, and 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 I know, and I know those are different situations compared to what we're talking about now between Cole and Balor being put on TV. Is it's it's one of those rare moments where you it it's it it don't make sense to us when we when we know that a structure of a company is built on story and and putting things together and not just putting stuff on a whim so that's why i feel like this there there was some story but i it wasn't enough so that's where i agree with you flawless like it wasn't enough story for it to really be Balor to face cole that's why i feel like it should have been champa like because you know that's that's the story that they were building they were building that champa was back uh, he wants Goldie, and it, Adam Cole's got it. And then along with that, you had Balor come back, but he attacked Gargano. So he was going after Gargano, but he got hurt. But you, you I, that's why I feel like you should have used him, or like we both agree, you should have did the Keith Lee angle where you had Keith Lee fight him, but Undisputed comes out and they cost him the you know the, the championship. And then Divakovich could have came out and helped them, and that could have built towards them you know, dusty classic and then fighting, you know, undisputed for the championship tag team championship. So, uh, you know, like I say, just difference of opinion, but to, to further this review, uh, like I said, it was a good match. Um, I, I, you know, when, when Balor kicked Cole into those fans, man, when you got, you know, the, the last couple of times that happened, you can tell that those were NXT, you know, extras people this time. They didn't look that way. They look like those were actual fans that got smashed and, you know, but so they so they 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 tweaked you know they tweaked on the belief that they actually hurt people. So I give them a little credit for that. But uh, it was good to you see Gargano come back. What, what's up? I, I would have been like, I'm gonna sue if I don't get a free autograph from everybody. Well, they, well, they were like, <laughs> still laying down when Balor lifted the dude up. Hey, that motherfucker got a workers' comp claim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm gonna make sure that somebody recorded that shit too. I'm taking that shit to trial. <laughs> Man, look, hey, hey, it was an episode of NXT. All you gotta do is play it. Uh <laughs> Man, but yeah, but it was good to see Gargano back because now you can you can further that that storyline between him and, and Balor. Um but you know, like I said, overall I'm not gonna complain too much because I got an Adam Cole. I got 20, 25 minutes of Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. And yo, it was, it was, it, it, it was, it was everything it should have been, 
but it wasn't everything I know it to be. So it, it really got me excited for the next match. Uh, so next up, uh, we get Rhea Ripley and, and Shayna Baszler walking up in the middle of the daytime. They both look like vampires walking in in, in the daytime melting. Um, they just they look like they just shouldn't be out in the day. They look like they should just be out at night. But, um, you know, then we oh, – oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going through the thing. Uh, next up, we got Damian Priest. We, we finally got the match we should have got at the Survivor Series. But Damian Priest had a couple of cracked ribs. He had to let that heal up a little bit. Uh, so we finally got Damian Priest versus uh, Killian Dane. And I got to say, um, these two, uh, they hit each other really hard. Uh, franchise, I'm going to come to you with this, man. Uh, how did you feel about Dane versus Priest? Did, uh, did, did Priest look, you know, did he look good? I mean, he was selling the rib injury, a.k.a. no sell Rollins, you know, pay attention. But um, – what did you think of the match? Did you like it? Did you did you want to see Priest win? Did you just want to see Dane win? Who you know? Who did you have in this match? Okay, so speaking of wanting to see Priest win, um, <clears throat> I had no dog in this fight, but I will say this: the crowd was clearly, clearly, clearly behind Damian Priest. So I don't know if he becomes a face soon or what, but the crowd mm-hmm. definitely is behind it. As far as the match goes itself, <clears throat> shit, excuse me. As far as the match goes, you said it, man. It was hard-hitting. Uh, very stiff, very strong. Um, Killian Dane right now, I feel like he's going to play the Cesaro role where you got a guy who looks the part to be a threat, who can go in the ring, who can keep up. But I think for right now, they're going to use him to kind of put over the up-and-coming talent. Uh, that's at least what I'm getting from it, you know, considering Pete right. Dunne and now fast-forward to uh, – what is his name? Damian Priest now. But I want to tell you guys something, man. For that guy to be as tall and as lanky as he is, and to see just the things he can do off the rope. And I like when he does, he goes off the like he runs the ropes, and then he the guys on the outside, he kind of like runs up and he stands on the top rope and kind of just like yeah. flops over. Yeah. Because he's so tall and Usually the opponent is so close to the apron, it looks like he's just gonna fall over him, but he lands right on like right on target. I love it. Um yeah, I will admit, I, yeah, I will admit I wasn't quite I'm still trying to figure him out. You know, I I'm not, not really sure the whole gimmick what it's supposed to be per se, but overall, man, the work this guy does in the ring, one, like you say, he's a great seller, he's great at selling. Uh shit, man, he is clearly going to be somebody they push heavily in NXT. And, uh, man, third, finally, but not least, man, it was just a good match. It was great psychology, great spots. I actually enjoyed this match a lot more than I thought I was. Flawless. Uh, I didn't think it was bad. I liked it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because they build Dane up as, like, this monster heel, but he's been losing. So I'm like, okay. I, I would have figured they would have put him over because of Priest's hurt ribs to make it, like, have a match down the road when Priest gets healthy, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, but it's crazy because, like I said, they've been uh, building Dane up as, like, this monster heel, but he does jobs for people. So he's kind of like the Cesaro of NXT right now. Well, he won last week. He won the week before. So, I mean, he did come out. I mean, he yeah, did but, beat like, all the up. big matches, like, he's been, like, losing 
Like, but well, he but but he beat Pete Dunn though. I mean, so he had. I mean, it's Pete Dunn, so I I, I guess I wouldn't yeah, consider he had to that. Get one, not he had a, to get one up on him from a, right, from right, one. right. It, it was somebody. It was it was against a somebody. Somebody yeah, yeah. you you definitely gonna give him respect for beating. Like that. That's what I mean. Yeah, my Man. like I said, my big gripe is just that they're building him up. Like it would, I would have liked it better if he would have won this week, you know, because it would have been like two in a row, get some momentum, because he's supposed to be this monster heel, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to get victories. But uh, Priest, I'll say this, man, that dude, uh, whew, that boy's tall and athletic, who could do stuff in the ring that'll make you go, "Wow, I can't believe he did that." Um, right, as smooth as he did it, that yeah. that's the it's the smoothness of of what he does. Yes, and uh, I don't know if he's a face or if he's still a heel. It's like a toss-up right now. But I will not be surprised. I think he will be in the NXT world title picture. I'd say earliest June or July and the latest August. I'm going to say North American. Uh, North American is going to be his championship championship. He's not. He he's got the talent and the charisma and a character to potentially be NXT worthy. But right now, he's he's got to go get that North American Championship and 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 you know do a little something with that first. I I, I want to see a title run. Well, I, think I, I want to see that, a title like, run out like, of him. I think he could do that. Say like February, late February, early March, and then June, July, and August, he could go for the world title. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I agree with that time frame. Or Especially depending on who they get called up. Before the end of next year, he should be in the world title mm-hmm. picture. Oh, yeah, because you know some folks getting called up. Yep. Keith Lee. I still say the first – I was just going to say the first one to go is Keith Lee. Woo, woo. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that happening. Uh, so next up, man, of course, we get the rundown of all the uh, – Man, franchise looks like Keith Lee just farted. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say you were like one of Keith Lee's farts. <laughs> hey, damn! What does a human fart look like? Damn, that's the best. Franchise. <laughs> oh man! So we got the in-year uh, awards. Of course, you're getting best tag team, uh, best uh, up-and-coming women's, best men. You know. Uh, impact, you know, all that good stuff that they vote for. We're getting a Dusty Classic coming in 2020. Uh, the next up, man, we got a match that I was actually kind of excited to see. Uh, we got Cameron Grimes versus Kushida. Uh, I know you guys are not big on Kushida as far as his character. I, I don't mind. It, it, it's I, I understand his character, uh, but we, we, we all agree on his ring work. Grimes held his own. I thought this was a pretty nice little fun match. I, you know, it was it was a nice time filler. Okay, that mm. it, it it's it's a rivalry match. It's, it's got a little bit of a story. Grimes coming out and 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 jumping somebody to fight Kashida. Kashida winning in them and then stealing his hat. And then you know they you know it's the one up game. So it's it's simple, but it's a good way to just put two guys over. I, I'm I'm not looking at it beyond anything more than that. So, you know, flawless. I'll come to you with it, man. Uh, Kushida, Grimes, just the match. You know, just, just give me the match, man, on how you felt about how you felt about that. Uh, the match itself, uh, man, I like Kushida's ring, ring work. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Grimes. 
Uh, a little upset that Kushida lost. Uh, man. The match, I, uh, man, uh, the match was not up to par with me. I'll mm. tell you one spot that I did love that I thought, holy shit, was Kushida when uh, Grimes was on the top rope. And Kushida, instead of doing the Hurricanrana, he did like the flip roll up. Yeah. Which I liked. Uh, a little upset Kushida took the loss, even though Crimes countered it perfect into that double stomp. Uh, Which looked at vicious when he did it. It did. Uh, man, I'm, 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 up, I'm upset how they're treating Kushida. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm upset with that. You know, Kushida has a lot more to offer. He can I don't know, man. It's something about like Japanese wrestlers and NXT, man. It just doesn't really mesh, except for Shinsuke, like Adeo Atami, Kashida's eh, the next one, and it's like I, I feel bad. And and I feel like part of that. Before we get to you, franchise, I feel like part of that is because when you think of Nakamura, uh, Nakamura fought all the best people. Like yeah. he didn't like he beat up some of the the smaller people, but he fought all the folks he needed to fight. With Kushida, his biggest match is against Walter. Now, granted, he showed out like he held his own against Walter, and you know, and Walter's not the most you know veteran you know in ring worker. So for Kushida to carry Walter in that match, and and I and I said that I said Kushida carried him. Because I think Kashida had the better moveset to, you know, to to make what Walter did look great. So, um, and, and Walter can hold his own. Not not to, you know, disrespect him because I like the guy. I I, I like him and I want to see more of him. But uh, Kashida, that that's his biggest moment. And and right now he's still that mid card kind of low goofy guy. Where Shinsuke came out, he was he was more serious. He was. You know, he was more methodical about what he was doing. So I think it's just the styles. And like I say, it's the character. It's not a, a favorite character of a lot of people, but I think that's the reason why we don't look at Kushida the same way we looked at Nakamura. Franchise, do you agree or disagree with that? And how did you feel about the match? Okay. Um, I owe you an apology. What's that? I hate this character. This character sucks monkey balls, okay? <laughs> right. I hate this time splitter bullshit. This ain't Back to the Future. You're in 2019, motherfucker. <laughs> but I will say this. He showed his ass in this match. He he really he really impressed me. Uh, I was even watching the match and some of the moves he did. And I, I, I took um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I kind of took my bias against his entrance and his whole character, and I put that to the side for one second. Right. And I and I looked at the match for what it was, and that was a great match. I, a lot of people wouldn't say it's a great match. To me, it was a great match. Uh, he got a. I'm a fan of Cameron Grimes, and Cameron Grimes began to push left and right to the moon. He actually got a lot of offense in in this match. He got quite a bit of offense, in. and. He actually looked like the dominant performer throughout the majority of the match. Uh, the way that Cameron Grimes kind of flipped the match on his head and picked up the victory with that mean-ass double stomp was crazy. But as far as Kushida goes, as far as Kushida, I'm going to say this. 
he's won me over as a fan of his in-ring work. Still not a fan of the character, but as a fan of his in-ring work, I will say, man, nothing but kudos and awesome respect to my guy. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah, I <clears throat> I like Kushida. Um, you know, like I say, he's definitely got a, you know, he's got a nice move set, but you know, he's he's got this kind of quirky character. So, like I say, I, I think that's just the reason why we put Shinsuke at a different level compared to the other Japanese stars. I mean, because if you think about the female, uh, the, the one Japanese star that um, she, she when she kicks people, I can't think of her name. Uh, she, she broke old girl's nose. Um, uh, I can't think of her WWE? name. WWE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, NXT. Uh, oh, oh you're talking, you're, talking about, you're talking about Zia Lee? Yeah, yeah, her. Like, she, she has a more serious style. She reminds me more of Oscar. So, you know, I won't say that all of them don't have a more serious style where you can kind of really take them because EO Shirai is 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 something special and 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 speaking of EO, you know, she was next up. Uh we haven't oh, seen yeah. her in a while, so it was nice to see her. But uh um, yes, yes. I, I do feel like the Asian it, it really depends on what their characters are. Some of them have a kind of a goofy kind of laid back character. They're good in the ring, but you know they kind of come off not as serious where you know Shinsuke is that different type of breed. So segueing into the Asian stars, we're going to go ahead and segue right back into EO Shirai. Again, like I said, we hadn't seen her in a couple of weeks. I know that's your boo thing. I'm going to come straight to you, man. Uh, what did you think and how did you feel about seeing EO? Well, before you know, I profess my love for Miss EO Shirai, I want to actually uh, talk about her opponent, Santana Garrett. Yeah. Santana Garrett, she held her own in this match. When she first came out, I was kind of like, eh. And within five minutes, man, I'm like, you know what? This girl's a star, bro. She's really talented. And I can tell she's going to be slowly become one of my favorites to watch. She kept up with EO, move for move. She's very athletic. She's beautiful. She's got the charisma. As far as EO go, no words need to be said, man. I love her to death. My fave. And, uh, dude, she just... I liked her when she was babyface EO, but this heel EO, this cockiness, this swag, is it, it, it fits her style uh, in the ring because she already kind of had like this hard hitting yet elusive style, and then her just just that devious kind of you know just the way she go about you know doing certain moves. You know, we talk about a guy like Kenny Omega, how it just. Just the way he moves in the ring, it makes his moves look cooler or more effective than it really is. Yeah, that's the way I feel about EO. The way she moves and her mannerisms and just certain expressions and little nuances, man, that you can't teach. EO is a gem, and I'm so glad that Triple H and NXT found a person like EO that, you know, we're going away from the stereotypical mode of what we do with these Asian characters. And it's like, yo, she's not good for an Asian wrestler. She's an Asian wrestler who just happens to be freaking amazing at what she does. And I love her in this match. I love Santana Garrett in this match. This actually made me more of a fan of Santana Garrett, just to see how well they click. So... You know, man, hey, this match get a thumbs up on both ends for me on both Santana and EO's part. How did you feel about it? Yeah, I I, I like the match. You know what I'm saying? I, I was excited to see EO back. Um, like I said, we hadn't seen her in a while. Santana, she she's um 
she's new. She's somebody, you know, like I said, she held her own. So she's definitely someone to keep an eye on to see, you know, what they do with her and, and how far she goes. Flawless, man. Uh, EO's back. So what, what what was your thoughts seeing EO back in the ring? So I think EO's Japanese and not Asian, but, you know. Ain't Japan ain't Japan in the continent of Asia? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and she also likes smuggling drugs, so you know, hey. Uh, oh, be what? nice. I'm sorry. Be nice. I love I love you, man. She's awesome as a heel. Uh yeah, man. I'm surprised they gave uh Santana Garrett as much offense as they did. Like I thought this was just gonna be a glorified squash match, but you know, they gave her some offense in, but EO just took over, did her thing. Where does EO go from here? It's like, uh, you know, it's funny because we we joke about how, like, the main roster of women has, like, not enough women talent that they don't use. You know, like, they only – well, not enough. I'm going to say they only have, like, four women on the main roster that they only use. You know, but like the NXT women's roster, it's like, man, they have so many women. It's like, shoot, okay, who's gonna go for the title now? You know, so, right? And, and, and it's a good and thing. To, and to me, that's that's the crazy part because you know, Raw and SmackDown been around how many years? And it's like NXT is just loaded. Not only was this talent, but the female talent is off the charts. I well, I don't know where Triple H is finding these people from, but well, I know where he's finding them from. He's just his scouting team is doing a great job because even Candice LeRae, we talked about her. She was green as dog shit for a while, and she's then out of nowhere. She had that one match with EO. I can't remember which pay per view that was. We like, you know what, dude? This is, she can't. She showed out on that. Well, most definitely, and I think one of the things we we most definitely have to point out um, when we talk about the women's roster on the main roster in NXT is, you know, we most definitely have to acknowledge that uh, the issue with the main roster isn't that it's so much as talent. The problem is, is lack of having something for them to do, giving them opportunity. That's the issue as far as the main roster when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, because lately a lot of these women have been coming from NXT in which we've been praising, you know, their development of the women's wrestlers, who they're signing, who they're bringing in and, who they're helping develop and those that they signed from independent who's already got a foothold as far as being good. They're now just being on a put on a bigger stage. So, you know, it's not that, you know, NXT is just getting all the best women and, and, and raw and SmackDown aren't. It's the problem is that once they get up to the main roster, they're not doing much. It's more about their character and, and how entertaining they can be with the character more than it is about the wrestling. So, you know, that's, that's the issue with uh, WWE and reason why we praise NXT because the women on NXT are getting opportunity to, to be what they, what what we, what, what we think they can be and what they need to be. And we're on the main roster. They're just there to be, eye candy. and we, we, we want to think we're past that point with wrestling especially wwe considering where the women's division came from and when you know well not where it came from but where it kind of where it kind of blossomed where, where it kind of blossomed from the attitude era on mm-hmm. to now and so you know i we we want to see more of the talented women because we know they're there we want to see them but 
if they're not, if their character isn't entertaining enough, we don't really get a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that just, just, we just want to put that out there. You know, we're not knocking, you know, saying NXT just keeps all the best talent. No, the, the main roster just don't know what they're doing to do what to do with them. But uh, so next up after that, <clears throat> you know, that nice little return from EO, we got Pete Dunn versus Travis Banks. And I got to say, man, this, this show of NXT had a lot of, it had filler matches, but the filler matches were quality matches. I'll say that. I won't say that they were gr- all great matches. They were good matches. They were good quality matches. Uh, Kushida versus Grimes, we were split decision on, you know, what we liked and what we didn't like. But uh, me and Franchise said that, you know, we, we liked the match because it was a good back and forth match. This most definitely was a good uh, British style, strong style match between these two guys. Um you you had the Aussie with Travis Banks, and then you 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 had Pete Dunn. So their styles and where they come from it meshed well together. Um, I like the match. Uh, French uh, flawless. I'll, I'll come to you with it. How did you feel about Travis Banks and Pete Dunn? Uh, when I saw the match, I was like, I fell out. I'm like, okay. But then after I got done with the match, I'm like, man, this is basically like UK's present versus UK's future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I think Travis Banks is going to be the future of NXT UK. Right. Uh, he put on a good show with Dunn. Didn't look bad at all. Losing looked really no. good. Young, yeah. hungry, up and comer. Man, more more time on TV so fans get to know him. Man, these fans are going to like him even more. I'll tell you right. this, man. I love so I'm a big fan of the suplex that Dunn does when, mm-hmm. when he get off the top rope. Yeah, like I remember when when WWE 2K used to do create a move set, I would always <laughs> yeah. make that as my finisher, like do that because I loved it, man. Just like as a suplex, and then like boom, you know, like throw you up into like so you land on your back, kind of like mm-hmm. you know, throw like a, a throw suplex, whatever they call it. But I liked it, you know. I'm a fan of Travis Bank, man. I want to see more of him. Mm, good, cool. I, I I agree. Uh franchise, man. What was your thoughts on the match, man? My thoughts on the match. Uh I wasn't sure how I felt about Travis Banks, man, but yeah. Uh he got a good amount of offense in. Uh once again, another another gentleman, man, that held his own in the ring with the bruise away Pete Dunn. Um I felt like they did a great job of making each other look really good in the match. I felt like, you know, there was a lot of false finishes, uh, a lot of quick pins. I felt like in this match, man, after a minute, you kind of assume Pete Dunn was going to win in the beginning. But, you know, the way these guys kind of duked it out, you really, after a while, wasn't sure. Like, okay, damn, like, is this dude really going to pull it off? Um, But then, of course, you know, Pete Dunn, at the end of the match, clearly he came out the victor. And he's like, all right, reality check, guys. (laughs) But, uh. Now, this really makes me want to see this guy, uh, Banks. I want to see him at Worlds Collide now. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. And, you know, Pete Dunn looking good as always in the ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And most definitely, we're definitely going to see these guys at Worlds Collide. And I, I can't wait to see that either. Uh, but, yeah, most definitely, like I said, this was definitely a surprise. I didn't expect much from this match. Definitely was surprised from what I got. 
Uh, next up, we got Dakota Kai, and of course, she's talking about the stitches she got in her head because, again, we all thought that Mia Yams botched that move, and which she did, and and Dakota Kai ended up with a couple of stitches in her head because her the, the top of her head hit this, the other table that they didn't break through. Uh, I, I I had said it looked like she really had hit her head hard, and come to find out, she did. So, um, you know, okay, Breezy, yeah. I, I'll do a second apology. Huh? I owe you a second apology. <laughs> man, what's up, man? Ah, man, I, I I feel like I, I'm gonna need to retire from the podcast after all these damn apologies. Um, <laughs> Mia Yim, Mia, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I must finish you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried my hardest to defend Yim. I tried, you know, man. I tried. I even gave gave her the nickname Yams. You feel me? I tried, uh, but. I can't – the in-ring work is still sloppy. We, we said that. Um, I'm really trying to get behind her character, man. I, the character, I'm, I'm trying to get behind that. But the botches, the botches got to stop. The, and the fact that you called it, you called this. You said it looks like she really got hurt. To me, I didn't think she got hurt. I thought she was doing a great job of playing it off. Then just to find out she got, what, eight stitches, eight staples, I believe right. Kai said. Yeah, you're right. So so it's like, yo, Mia, what the fuck? Like, she's a good talent. And I've seen her work before at NXT, which is kind of why I'm like, damn, like, I don't know what's going on with you now. But I got to apologize for you, man, because you've been trying to warn me, man, and I didn't want to see the light. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Okay, Breezy. I also too got to apologize. Oh shit! Oh, that, we shit. Have to put, that we have to put up the foot franchise, man. <laughs> it's all right, man. It, it, he's a, he's our GOW brother, man. We, yeah. we 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 love him regardless, man. He's like he's like that little baby we adopted, you know. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's the redheaded stepchild, huh? <laughs> but he's just like a tall black baby that talks a lot. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> All right, man. So next up, man, main event time. Okay, we got the match that we all been glamoring for. Hey, we... man, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. You gonna let this pumpkin spice eating <laughs> motherfucker tell you about me like that, man? I was waiting for you to say something. You ain't never say nothing, so I'm like, okay, I guess he gonna let it roll. So all right, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. It's all Starbucks drinking, motherfucker. Gonna talk to me like that? Listen here, uh, surge mellow yellow drinking, fucker. Hey, look here, man. You unleavened biscuit. <laughs> you watermelon popsicle eating fucker. Oh, you gonna take it there? Oh, you gonna take it there, sir? You gonna take it to the watermelon dressing? All right. It's all a good right. flavor. All right. You Dr. Pepper drinking son of a bitch. First of all, I don't drink pop, okay? You mango hot uh, biscuit. Yeah, his body, his... His body's a temple, okay? You got to remember that now, man. Man, his body ain't no temple. That shit shit like an egg glue. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. You know what? That's a wrap. 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 I'm wrapping it up. You got him. He got you back. I'm I'm wrapping it up. I'm I'm calling it right here. You know, when I first met Franchise, he looked like Big Swole, you know? Now he's like Devon Dudley. <laughs> oh, after is that, is that Devon on retirement? Yeah. 
<laughs> after after some Charlie breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! All right, and those vanilla, vanilla Dunkin' Donut, you know. <laughs> Y'all wild, man! All right, all right. So let's finish this out, man. Let, let, let's let's get this, man. <laughs> I'll leave y'all some time to get back at each other. All right, man. Main event. I'm sorry, flawless. Shayla Bay. Hug. Cool. Hug. We're good. All right. <laughs> That's GOW love, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Rhea. I can't even get through it with y'all. Rhea Ripley I'm versus Shayna Baszler. For man, hey, y'all keep y'all keep it up. I'm gonna punish y'all. Uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. All right. So, all right, yo, we were talking back and forth about where we wanted to see this match happen. Uh, I think some of us said takeover, and then one of us said, uh. It, it can kind of go from takeover or a TV show. I didn't. I know we talked about uh, Adam Cole and what they did with the men's NXT Championship. Flawless. I'm gonna come to you with this, man. I'm gonna ask you this, and it's the same question as far as you know everything we asked about the men's championship. Should they have put this on TV? Did did, did you have the same issue with this as you did with the men's? No, because this was already building. Uh, I would have loved it if there was like a, say if there was like an NXT takeover, uh, the night before the Rumble, how they used to do it. Right. But since it's in February, you know, they could have hold off. But I mean, this has been building for the past couple months, so mm. I th- I, th- I think this this one did make sense. Okay. You know. All right. Well, what's your thoughts on the match? Then? Uh, okay, I well... liked it. I liked it. Uh. Oh, I thought they could have did better, but there was a few spots I liked. So I missed when uh, Shafir and uh, Jessamyn Duke got uh, thrown out. What happened there? I missed that. Uh, I did like the stomp on the hand, even though uh, you could clearly tell she did not stomp her hand. <laughs> she missed it completely. Like Ripley lifted it up before she could stomp. Uh, well, what happened was they 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 had grabbed uh, Ripley's arm and they had you know kind of uh, pulled her to the ring post and okay. and pulled her shoulder and the referee saw them and and he okay. threw them out. Okay, uh, I did like the spot with uh, so I was a little like confused because like Shayna gets her in the Karakuta clutch and uh, you know Ripley's eyes were like rolling in the back of her head you know like about to pass out. You know, and, like, you see your arm go limp, you know, a little bit. And the ref's like, oh, you know, most times refs will just see her out and then call for the bell. But he lifts her arm, you know, and then she grabs the ref's, you know, you know, shirt. I did like the ending with the riptide. It showed mm-hmm. her strength. Uh, right. I, I don't think she got all of it. I don't think it was done as good as it could have been. But, you know, you did. You do what you work with. You know, you do what you can work with. But... I liked it. My only, one of my biggest complaints, they're showing the replay of the match, and then next thing you know, you go to the ring with like a hundred people that are in the ring that are not even NXT talent. I'm like, where the frick did these people come from? Yeah, I thought that was a bit much. I thought that was a bit much. I mean, it would have been better if it was just some of the women, you know, mm-hmm. that you know that fought with her that aren't uh, heels. It would have mm-hmm. been just cool that they came out and just celebrated with her, like. You know, it's good to see that somebody was able to take the championship off of Shayna now. 
So I that that would have been more of a better picture than having all of the crowd, you know, there. Yeah, I think, I think that was either. Gonna, I think it's yeah. I think it's going to be either Eo or Dakota Kai next for uh, Rio Ripley. I think it's going to be Dakota Kai. Uh, I think Shayna gets a rematch, probably at War of the Worlds. I would guess, and then okay. Shayna's going to the main roster. So, so do you see rematch? Like it. it I what? think at yes at War of the Worlds. War of the World. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I. Yeah. I. I like the match. Um. I thought this was. Um. This was nice to see somebody be able to not only take what Baszler does, but be able to dish it back out. Yeah. And <clears throat> and that's what and that's what I like about the the structure of NXT. You know, it's. It's it's building the proper person up right, you know. It's building, you know, everybody the way that they need to. Everyone looking, look, looking the right part, you know. Ripley looking strong, but clearly, uh, Shayna being able to hold her own. But even though she can hold her own, you know, part of her gimmick as, and her character is that she does whatever to win. She she uses whatever tactics. It doesn't matter. You know, if it's wrestling or whatnot, you know, she'll cheat. She'll she'll do whatever to win as long as she wins. And that's also having her friends come out and help her. So, uh, Flawless, uh, I'm going to come to you with it. Um, are you anxious? Do you believe that we'll get a rematch of Ripley versus Baszler? Flawless said he's pleased to see it at Worlds Collide. Uh, what are your thoughts and how did you feel about the match? Uh, as far as the match goes, they, I'm glad they gave them as much time as they did. Like, I'm really excited for the amount of time they got. You got Rhea Ripley, badass. Shayna Baszler, an even bigger badass. And we said this for a while. I kind of seen this one coming, uh, whether it was this, you know, this pay-per-view, or not pay-per-view, this match or at a pay-per-view. Because <laughs> right now, if you look at the NXT roster from top to bottom, women's on women's wise, there is nobody else more believable to be Shayna Baszler than Rhea Ripley. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we, we talk about putting a rocket on people. They put the rocket on Ripley and have rolled her to the moon. You know, when she was a heel, she had the rocket on her, but when they built her up to, uh, to Survivor Series and TakeOver, once I seen how much love she got then from uh, from the WWE and the NXT backstage, it's like, oh yeah, she's going to be the one to do it. Uh, and I'm glad she did it. It was a hell of a match. I love when she grabbed the referee by the shirt and like, you bet not. You bet not, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Uh, my only thing is, and here's my only concern I have with Rhea Ripley. Uh, I don't see Shayna Baszler losing twice. That's the only thing. Shayna Baszler gets a rematch for the title soon. I can't see her losing twice and then getting caught up to the main roster. Well, okay, so here's my thing to that right quick. But if okay, so if this was <clears throat> if this was Candice LeRae or yeah, uh, uh Kyrie Singh, I would agree with your point. But with it being Ripley, somebody that can go toe to toe with Baszler, and if Baz and if we believe that Baszler, you know, is being called up for the Rumble you know, to be brought up to the main roster. Uh, I could see her losing twice. But see, the thing for me is I don't see this hurting Baszler 
at all because she's been so dominant. She's never taken back-to-back losses. So it's not like, you know, she's – so that, that's not an issue there where everyone else has kind of lost, you know, multiple times over, where Baszler hasn't really lost all that much. Like, if she's lost – let's say for every one loss she has, she's probably won 10 or 15 times in a row. So it's not like it really will hurt her, you know, her value. If anything, it just, it will, if anything, it gives more value to Ripley that not only were you able to fight her and hold off her goons, but in the second match, you got, you know, you were not only, you were good enough to go toe to toe with her again and actually beat her and, and be solidified as a true champion because we believe more, if anything, uh, Baszler, we can, we can believe that Blaze, Baszler would win the championship more than Ripley could retain it. Okay. Yeah, like, so like, 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 that's a thought process. Like when you think of Shayna Baszler, she's getting a championship opportunity. Who are you going with? I'm, I'm going with Shayna Baszler. She's going to, she's going to win. Like you, you already have that thought process. So for a person like Ripley, I think it benefits her and it doesn't hurt Baszler. So I got one more question. Do Marina Shafir and Jessamyn do get caught up with her, or do we just let hell, her go? Hell no. I mean, hell I, no. No, no, no. Hell I don't, no. I don't think they deserve to be caught up. I just wanted to know your thought on it. If it do, it will only be based on if they do the four horse women versus horse women. That's it. Not to be called up to be actual on the main roster because they're not even they're not even good enough to stay on the NXT main roster. So I, I, I no, no, they they do not get a full call up. They get one of those special appearances. So I think Baser's only lost two times in NXT since she's been there. One to Kyrie Sane and one to Rhea Ripley. Uh if my record well, serves that, me right. right. When is uh, Worlds Collide? Well, January 25th is the night before okay. the Royal Rumble. Okay. I think they're going to have a submission match. I think that makes the most sense. Ripley mm. and Baszler. Uh, I think uh, uh, Baszler enters the Rumble. I think Baszler is going to challenge Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. I can see that, especially if the rumors of um, of 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 Ronda Rousey coming back, uh, if she happens to come back prior to WrestleMania, most definitely I can see that happening. But if, if she's not coming back until after Mania, I can see I can see possibly them doing Blazer versus Becky. Uh, if, if that's if Ronda doesn't come back. Yeah, so like I don't. Yeah, like if Ronda comes back before WrestleMania, I don't know if Ronda goes to Raw or SmackDown because Fox may want Ronda. So that's a. But she also may want to have her revenge against Becky, so it makes more sense. Right, right, right. That's that's why I say I agree. If if it, it, I can see Baszler facing Bailey, yeah, if Ronda comes she, back, yeah, that's why I think. Baszler and Bailey makes. I mean, I would love to see Baszler against Becky, but I think Baszler going after Bailey is like, I beat you once, I could beat you again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, most definitely, I could definitely see that. All right, well, <clears throat> well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's the end of NXT. Uh, once again, you know, we got two great night, uh, two great shows of wrestling and one good night. Um, 
NXT edged out AEW as far as ratings go by 100,000. Uh, we figured that to be because of the announcement of Balor versus Cole, which clearly uh, it succeeded. Um, and the 50-plus-year-olds. And the 50-plus-year-olds, you know, those damn geriatrics. Uh, again, um, for me, overall, just on a night of wrestling, uh, I got to I gotta give Cole versus Balor top match. Um, after that, I got to go to AEW with Hangman Page versus uh, and, and Omega versus uh, – for me, bro. that first – yeah, Lucha Bros. That first half hour, to me, that's probably a great hour of wrestling. If you was to watch one and then watch the other, that's a hell of an hour of wrestling. So uh, I would definitely have to go those two, and then uh, you can just you can go for what you want after that. But um, yeah, that, I you know for me, I'm excited. I I got to see some great wrestling. Um, can't wait to see what the new year brings and. Um, all right, man. Any any final thoughts, man? I'll tell you this, man. Like, if we didn't have DVRs, I would have been flip channel surfing back and forth, flipping like I did <laughs> oh, on yeah. Mondays back in the day. Oh yeah, most definitely. Well, somebody's I don't TV, know about you. somebody's uh-huh. TV in my house would have been uh, recording AD, AEW on one, and, I, <laughs> and I'd have been watching NXT. <laughs> That's how I used to do it during the Monday Night Roars. You had to record one on on, on another TV while you watched the other one. So trust me, uh, s- some Mondays my 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 family didn't like me because <laughs> I took over two TVs. But if a game came on and my grandfather wanted to see it, you best believe I missed wrestling that night. But other than that, <laughs> I got to watch it. Well, I don't know about y'all, man, but. Uh... When we get off of here, I'm about to go buy some prostitutes on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> look here, uh, look here, hooker killer. Okay, <laughs> you leave them hookers alone on GTA. All right, those yeah, are hard to say, man. What are you playing GTA? Because if it was me, I would kill them afterwards, get my money back. Well, right. you know, those, <laughs> look here, man. Those are hardworking artificial intelligence. All right, they out there just busting their ass. You know, doing what they do, man. Don't be out there hurting those women, even hey, though they hey, respond hey, back in three franchise, seconds. Franchise, take it after me, man. Go for the fifty dollars, and then work your way up to the hundred, and then everything else. Switch camera angles, and then once you're done, get your money back. Well, hey, look, I'm gonna tell you this. You sound like man, you enjoy you know, that a little too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of killing hookers, man, I'm gonna give them all the Big Bang Theory. Call me Chris Statlander. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, it's me, D D Pow. <laughs> <laughs>